Frankenstein doesn't live here anymore. It's haunted phosphorescence. Everyone, this is Throw Smiley, and I'd like to keep the journalistic level of this podcast very low. Who's joining me this week? Uh, I'm Josh Cece, and uh, I don't work with lightning. I hate it. I work with this shit. I'm Brian Lesh, and I'm just pissing through. I'm Alaric Weber, and apparently I was hired to raise the vocabulary level of this podcast. <laughs> yes, very you true. were, Al. He's the only one getting paid. 100%. Um, and this is Haunted Phosphorescence, your spooky podcast, where we are taking a break from Harmless Phosphorescence, where we usually watch superhero movies. We're uh, watching some scary movies this October. we got a few more to go after this one. Uh, this show is brought to you by our patrons, patrons like executive producers Michael Beckwith and Atticus Burkett. You can be a patron, too. Head over to patreon.com slash harmless entertainment. We got a lot of stuff on there. We've got our monthly movies. Uh, We just put up um, uh, 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 Josie and the Pussycats. That's the most recent one. But we've got The Shining up there. Independence Day. um, (laughs) All the greats. Every single Star Wars movie. Every Star Wars movie. Everyone. Yeah. um, Up to that point. Yeah. (laughs) We just alien, right? Alien is just up there. the first one. Yeah. Just we'll get the, there. Yeah. Just the first just, Alien. Just, just the first one. That, that, was a, that was a good one. Uh, check check that it was out a good one. here in Spooktober. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That'd be a good Spooktober one to check out. Um, we're going to have a, another spooky uh, monthly movie going up there just for patrons this month. It's yet to be decided what it is. But uh, this week on Haunted Phosphorescence, we're watching Transylvania 6 5000. It began as a routine assignment. Transylvania. Where is that? I don't know. It's over there someplace. But beneath the surface... Transylvania's cute. It's cute. ...of this happy land, ah. horror awaits them. Ah. I'm investigating Frankenstein. You mean the monster? And a terrible secret lurks in the shadows. Oh. I'm terribly sorry. We thought you were an animal. He is. Now they're discovering the truth. Did you see Dracula? Yeah, yeah, when it first came out. About the creatures of the night. Shut up, you low life. I'm low. I'm low. The curse of the undead. Huh? Did you want to hurt me? Hurt you? No. Bite you? The terror of the full moon. Oh, yeah, I'm going into town. And the monster that science created. Full house. But could not destroy. This is hurt. Does this hurt? Good. Everything hurts. Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. Ed Begley Jr. Hi, ladies. Joseph Bologna. Oh. And Gina Davis. Tell me you want me to. <laughs> For a good time, call. Transylvania 6 5000. <laughs> it's good, huh? Trans- Those were the funny parts. <laughs> Transylvania 6 5000. I would have been so disappointed seeing that movie in the theater after seeing that trailer. Yeah. Uh, it was released November 8th, 1985. Had a running time of 93 minutes. Cost $3 million. Uh, they, they hadn't figured out releasing an October movie in October. They, I think we're going to find some interesting things out. Yeah. Um, and 
it made seven million uh, two hundred thousand. So it made a modest. It made a mod- modest profit on that. Um, All of the people in that were stars at the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Gina Davis, she was already known. Jeff Goldblum had just finished Buckeye Even, uh, Bonsai the year before. John, uh, what's his name? The little dude, the Igor oh, type yeah. character. Yeah. Uh, he, he was popular in movies and stuff. That little weird voice he does, he would do that a lot. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's a good cast. It's a good cast for sure. And I mean, it has. A, <laughs> yeah, it's a real good group. It had a then unknown Michael Richards in there. So, yeah. Um, but, uh, speaking of, I love that we didn't mention Ed Bagley Jr. It's like having a <laughs> loaf of bread on the counter. You're like, I got food to eat. <laughs> it's like having a loaf of bread on it's the like, counter. Mm, it is. It's like, mm, unflavored yogurt. <laughs> yeah. To bring in all those Ed Bagley senior fans. Uh, solar car jokes. Here we go. I'd like, I'd like an everything Ed Bagley, please. <laughs> <laughs> An egg bagley with a schmear, <laughs> just a schmear. Uh, speaking of the box office, guys, you ready to play the box office top 10 game? Burr, burr, burr. This kazoo is- sound. This is the game Excellent. where I will describe the top 10 movies of the week in November 8th, 1985, based uh, loosely around the box office mojo description and the guys are going to try to guess what movie I'm describing. You ready to jump into this, fellas? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Here we go at number 10 for the week of November 8th, 1985. Uh, And it's sixth week. It's sixth week of release. A retired special forces colonel tries to save his daughter who was abducted by his former subordinate. Oh, Commando. Commando, Arnold. And Alyssa Milano. Oh, yeah. That's right. A young She's Alyssa the Milano. Daughter. Yeah. Yep. She was still the boss at that time. She was. Or what's, Secretly, was she yet she to be the, the boss? boss? I, don't, I can't remember when that show started. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> the once, that course at Greendale? <laughs> Alyssa Milano, the once and future boss. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the tagline, by the way, for Commando was "Let's party." <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Uh, yes, it was. No, it wasn't. It was. That was Arnold yeah. in the eighties. Yeah, it it was. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't lying. <laughs> I didn't think you. I was just trying to put myself back in. Well, I don't because him killing people was the party. That was the party. Yeah, yeah. It was he the eighties. Very serious role. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw with an interview with Danny DeVito that um, the first time Arnie got stoned was with uh, Danny. Oh, wow. No and way. Danny got him high. I wow. thought he was smoking weed when he was Mr. Universe. I would think. Yeah, because I've seen pictures of it him like as a, young, as a young guy in New York smoking weed. Huh. From well, maybe, maybe it was Danny. in the 70s. Maybe he knew Danny. Yeah, probably maybe. did. That's true. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. Yeah, they probably ran in. Not the same circles, but they probably bumped into each other. Yeah, Arnold was. Yeah, that- and I guess before Twins was written, somebody must have had that idea. Yeah, you know what I mean, and then wrote the movie around it. That's how it felt. Yeah, for yeah, sure. that movie. They did not cast that movie. No, right, right, right. Yeah. right. They, they were like, their, we've got. It was Ar- like a Bob Hope Bing Crosby vehicle. Yeah, like, they were like, we've just- got Arnold and Danny. What movie can we make with this? Yeah, right. So yeah, they may have been friends. 
Um, at number, oh, who knows? Yeah, number nine. Danny DeVito's I mean, drunk a lot. Well, he has his own liquor. <laughs> I don't know if you know, Danny DeVito can squat ten thousand pounds. <laughs> deadlift even more than that he does a lot of squatting for sure uh i i watched a video of him and his daughter who of course is an adult but they're watching uh, like they're looking at people's frank reynolds tattoos oh, and wow. frank reynolds memes and danny's just loving it uh they're they do a show together now right the animated yeah, I think so. or something or baby demon i don't know somebody was telling me to watch oh it. i thought they yeah. did like a, a podcast or streaming show little huh. demon yeah they they voice act she plays the demon and he plays the devil i guess I the devil yeah hmm. um never <laughs> if you ever want to treat look up danny devito's view interview oh <laughs> He comes on after and he admits it. He's like, I was at a launch party for my limoncello vodka all night. He's still hammered. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Number nine of the box office for the week of November 8th, 1985. This is amazing. I just, wow. I did not know about this. Um, The story of a man who has started a new hip hop label. Starring Sheila E, Run DMC, The Fat Boys, Curtis Blow, and New Edition. I know this movie, but what's it? Um, let's see. The tag, the tag is the sexy singer, the sharp manager, the street smart guys. They're rocking it the hard way and in the streets, on the subways, and in the clubs. They're creating the sound nobody ever heard before. Beat Street. No, no. Breaking. Nope, nope, not one of the break-ins. Wow, I want to watch this movie now. Um, I know this. I can't. Yeah, I can't think of it. It's what called, it called Crush Groove. Oh, Crush Groove. Oh, yeah. Yes. Crush Groove. Yeah. Wow. I've just seen Sheila E. talk about it. I don't, I've never I've never seen it. I'm sure I've seen parts. It's also Kevin Smith has made a... I think it was like... Uh, Matt and Ben arguing about which would be the bigger movie, E.T. or Crush Groove. No. Oh, time's going to tell on that one. It's it's funny. <laughs> it's funny how in the early 80s, like hip hop was like this like like fad that like everyone was trying to cash in on, assuming it was going to fade away any any moment right. now. B-boys. And, yeah. You know. Um, at number eight this week in the box office top ten. Oh, this fucking movie. A teenage boy is haunted by deceased by a deceased child murderer who is out to possess him in order to continue his reign of terror. Oh. What is And the 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 <laughs> the tagline is the man of your dreams is back. Uh is oh, it a Nightmare on Elm Street? Yeah. Which one? Two. Two. Nightmare on Elm Street 2. <coughs> Freddy's Revenge. <laughs> that movie's crazy. That's probably the craziest night. Well, I don't know. We've got a uh, like, new nightmare, know. but that's of the original run uh, before, uh, you know, before irony. <laughs> that was probably the craziest <laughs> of them. Yeah. Uh, um, oh, my God. In its 20th week. At number seven, it's 20th week of release. Oh, God. How the fuck do I describe this without giving it away? Um, <laughs> a teenager has to help his parents out. 
Uh, Goonies? Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah it's been out for 20 weeks. It's still wow. at number seven. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's made $176 million at this point. Uh, at num- Oh, wow. At number six. God, there were so many of these in this, the early. Okay. Um, two juvenile delinquents find themselves growing apart, for one is growing up and the other is staying young and reckless. Uh, hmm. Starring Emilio Estevez. <laughs> and on the poster it says, two friends raised under one roof. Brian saw the future coming. Mark never knew what hit him. Um, we may have read this in middle school. It may have been assigned to us. This isn't really? The Outsiders. No, no, but it is It is by Essie Hinton. Oh, it's... um. Ah, Rumblefish? Not Rumblefish. It's the third Essie Hinton that we all had to read in seventh grade. (laughs) Do you have it on the shelf, Al? I I don't think I do. It's called... Um, Outsiders and Rumblefish were the only ones I could remember. uh, That was then. This is now. Oh. Yeah. That, yeah. I remember this movie. Yeah. Starring Emilio Estevez. I feel like he was in... All, was he in Rumblefish? He was definitely in The Outsiders. Was he in all three of the early 80s S.E. Hinton adaptations? Rumblefish, I don't. Those two, I don't remember. Mm. He was, yeah, he was definitely in The Outsiders. Did Did Brian Setzer follow this, or did this follow Brian Setzer? Mm. Um, uh, it, it, the Stray it, Cats the were, I don't know, they came around right around this time, the Stray Cats. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I want to say 85. That's around there. Um, Opening at number five this week. Two tabloid reporters are sent to Transylvania to find the Frankenstein or get fired. So nice of Mr. Burns to invite us to his house in Pennsylvania. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, opens at number five. Um... At number three this week, in its sixth week of release, a wealthy woman is murdered in her beach house. The husband is allegedly knocked out first. He inherits it all. He has a female ex-criminal prosecutor represent him in court. Why does... Wait. Why would a prosecutor represent him? Ex-prosecutor. Oh, oh, righteous. Okay. Um, Murder on... Like rich people. <laughs> um, it, let's see. It stars uh, Glenn Close and Jeff Bridges. The tagline is, when a murder case is this shocking, who do you trust? Your emotions or your evidence? <laughs> evidence, definitely. Yeah. Go with that. <laughs> Absolutely. This is a, it's a fairly well-known movie. I think it, I don't know. This is definitely a natural one- discretion. <laughs> It is that kind of movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's Jagged Edge. Oh, uh-huh. It's one I heard of as a kid that I was like, that looks like a grown-up movie. No thanks. It's <laughs> <laughs> a kissing yeah. book. Yeah. How much of this movie is in a courtroom? I'm not interested. Yeah. And the rest of the movie is Glenn Coase and Jeff Bridges like making out. Nah, I'm good. Give well, me my legal eagles, yeah. please. Sitting in a restaurant or in the back of a car. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> doing that weird movie making out where they smash their faces really hard but don't move their mouths <laughs> yeah. at all. Right. Do their yes. teeth click. Yeah. The teeth. The teeth. Oh. Uh, number three this week uh, in its second week of release. A fearless secret servant agent will stop at nothing to bring down the counterfeiter who killed his partner. The counterfeiter? Um, the tagline is, a federal agent is dead, a killer is loose, and the city of angels is about to explode. The director of the French Connection is back on the street again. Oh, I am Friedkin. Mm-hmm. Oh, to it's live and die in L.A.? Boom, you got it. Yeah. Wow. That's a good one. Um, opening at number two this week. Biggest opener of the week. Huh. Okay. Um, <laughs> when American Donna Lloyd is kidnapped during a trip to Europe, her son Chris and her husband Walter start searching for her. Is that just taken? Isn't it? It's taken, I think. Yeah. Is this a taken? Wait, isn't <laughs> is that what's happening? Also taken? Kind of. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, this stars Gene. Uh, so is uh, <laughs> so is the Searchers with John Wayne. <laughs> it's an old story. Tale yeah. as old as time. Yeah. Uh, this stars Gene Hackman and Matt Dillon. Oh shit! Gene Hackman's wearing a trench coat, which is always great. <laughs> it is. Where is it? Well, hmm. I don't know this. One. It's Hackman. It's called Target. <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah. And it was filmed inside a Target. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. The tagline is he came in for one thing, <laughs> but he left <laughs> with a new. After spending 300. Yeah. He left with a new punch bowl and. <laughs> One hundred percent. I'm like buying things that I will never ever use. <laughs> Where I go to get all my matching like, linen. Ooh, a cucumber peeler. Um, yep, be nice to have one. If you ever need a glass jars, Target now is the glass jar center of the world. It is. Every time I go and have a conversation with an air fryer, I just need to buy an air fryer. Oh, they're great. <laughs> never decide. I love I oh, love our one? air fryer. It's the best I, purchase I I've made last year. With the conversation with the air fryer, I've had more than one conversation with an air fryer. It's like I have conjugal visits with it. I go and if, see it every. <laughs> if, 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 if if you're on the fence about air, buying an air fryer, this this is not just for Josh and Brian. This is for our listenership in general. If you're on the fence about buying an air fryer, buy an air fryer. Oh yeah, I'm not. I just don't know which one to get. I don't know which one fries the hair the best. S- send us a link, Thoreau. <laughs> We're sold. Yeah, what's your bet? Yeah, this show is brought to you by the Air Fryer Association of America. <laughs> yeah, formerly the Corn Bureau, the AFAA. Yeah, we've, we've dropped corn oil. From our sponsors. Yes. Yeah, we're into air now. <laughs> air. By air. It's air week. Air, it's the new corn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Number one of for the week of November 8th, 1985. <laughs> An architect slash vigilante. <laughs> arrives in New York City and is forcibly recruited by a crooked police chief to fight street crime. 
He's like, I've got plans. Caused by a large gang terrorizing the neighborhoods. <laughs> Architecture. Is this hero at large? <laughs> I wish. Oh no, um, she was an architect. Yeah. Um, this okay. this is part of a franchise. Um, it's uh, what? It is. It's the third movie in a franchise. I did not oh. realize this character was an architect. <laughs> Wait, is this a Dirty Harry movie? Nope, not Dirty Harry. He was a San Francisco cop and an architect. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, moonlighting. But it's it's that kind of character that like 70s white guy cleaning up the streets. Oh, it's, um. Death I'm Wish, one of the Death dad. Wish Three. Yep, that's the one. I did not. Know <laughs> he that. was an I did not know that. <laughs> I had no idea. He had a job. Right. I, I thought, thought he loved his wife, and then he hated everyone. I thought his job was cleaning up the streets. <laughs> yeah. Just a hobby, I guess. And just a hobby. <laughs> he didn't go to college for that. <laughs> I had to make the choice between cleaning up the streets or podcasting, and you know, <laughs> as a hobby. Who knows? There's still there's still time for this to clean up the streets, Thoreau. This could have a long lasting effect. There he is. I need a I need a 45 and <laughs> No, and, I need to buy one of those grabbers. <laughs> I'm gonna pick up the street, yeah. clean up the street. I'm not bending over for shit. Uh, that's the box office top ten for the week. So that brings us to the production of the film itself. Uh Transylvania, six five thousand was uh, written and directed by Rudy DeLuca. Um, Rudy DeLuca, he was a uh, mostly a comedy writer. Uh, he wrote for the Carol Burnett show. He has uh, he did like uh, he was friends with like um, uh, Mel Brooks and Marty Feldman and all them. Uh, he has a writing credit on Silent Movie and High Anxiety, as well as uh, Dracula Dead and Loving It. <laughs> Well, yeah, there's Mel Brooks ripoffs throughout this. But yeah. uh, Mr. DeLuca also uh, was a co-founder of the Comedy Store yeah. in Los Angeles. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yes. He and um, what was Paulie Shore's dad's name? Sammy Shore. Later, his Sammy Shore. Yeah. And then Mitzi. Yeah. Him and Sammy Shore opened up the Comedy Store together. He's kind it's of, an institution. Yeah. <laughs> Rudy DeLuca's kind of a comedy legend. Um, not known for his directing. Which... Um, no. Yeah. Uh, but he's he's a great comedy writer, and I f- feel like this movie shows that there's some great jokes, perhaps uh-huh. not directed with the most deft hand. Nope. But there are. Yeah, you're right. There's some solid material. Yeah. Um. So this movie, um, he announced it. He announced that it was going to be made under Croft International in 1980. That's Sid and Marty. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but but that nothing. it never went anywhere. Um, for five years, he tried to get this movie sold. In 1984, um, he secured financing from Dow Chemicals wow. under the strict... Uh, guidelines that he film it in Yugoslavia because Dow Chemicals had a lot of money in Yugoslavia, which was a Soviet bloc country at that time. They had a lot of money there, which they couldn't get out of the country. So in essence, if they invested it in this film, they could either write it off or make a profit on the film and get their money out of Yugoslavia. 
That's that's hilarious. That's what the Get Shorty series is about. If anybody's tried that, it's a pretty good one. But yeah, that's wild. Uh, we made those jokes, especially about Canon Films, about how cocaine, you know, financed so many yeah. movies, which is true. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. But yeah, this so uh, this is essentially a money laundering scheme by Dow so Chemical. So it's because they could only spend that money in Yugoslavia? Exactly. They were not allowed to get that money out of Yugoslavia. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it, it existed only as Yugoslav dinars. <laughs> and then, like, Jeff no Goldberg. conversion rate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so his paycheck was wild. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was shot almost. It was shot entirely Ow. in Yugoslavia. Um, in the uh, the <laughs> I used the phrase "city" loosely. The cities of Zagreb, uh, Samabar, um, which are both currently in what is now known as Croatia, because Yugoslavia no longer exists. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, the castle was all shot at uh, it's the the Mok- Mokrisi Castle. Which is in Slovenia, Kukamunga. near Croatia. So um, it was built in 1444. Yeah, it's hardcore. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, Rudy DeLuca said this is the tallest cast he ever worked with. That's a quote. That's fantastic. Yeah, Michael Richards, Jeff Goldblum, Ed Begley Jr. Um, and Michael Richards are all well over six feet tall. <laughs> They're over like six four, six five, yeah, right? Most because I know Goldblum's like six six or something. Yeah, he's ridiculously tall. Yeah, they're all very tall. So yeah, speaking of and her, Gina Davis is tall. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. She's like yes. six feet tall. I think. Yeah, right. Yeah, she is a tall lady for sure. Yeah, do not leave her out. Yeah. So all right, yeah, our cast. So we got Jeff Goldblum as Jack. Um, we've talked about Jeff previously on this show um, in our uh, our uh, uh, Ragnarok episode, Thor Ragnarok. Technically, I wasn't this show, but whatever. And uh, Independence Day. And, and Independence Day on the monthly movie. Yes, Jeff Goldblum. Um, so we're not going to go too deep in, into uh, his background. Well, as we were saying off air, he was already... Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? He was he was gold blooming already. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like this is how I perform. Yeah. He, These are the mannerisms I do. These are how my uh, if, if hands there, are. <laughs> if there's a movie I'd like to do at some point, that's is it's Buckaroo Bonsai. I have just been waiting to do that movie someday. Well, and he and Gina had already Work together in Earth Girls are easy. No, that was right. like, that was after that, that was after, that was after they, this. They starred. I read the, they met on this, and then they yeah, starred they? twice together after this in The Fly. They Fly were, and Earth Girls are easy. They got married after this movie, right? I don't know when I mean, they did it. Yeah, I mean, it, they, they got married time. at some point, so I imagine probably yeah. Um, Joseph Bologna as Doctor <laughs> Malak Malavakwa. Like I don't know what happened to him, but. I used to love him. Uh, yeah. Um, well, he passed away in 2017. Oh my god, he was born in 1934. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Joey Bologna. Um, gosh. So what? He was in uh, Blame It on Rio, my favorite year. Um, uh, 
God, he's uh, he's one of those people that I know really well, and I'm looking at his 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 uh, credits, trying to figure out what from. Um, yeah, he was on a show for a while, wasn't it? Um, uh, my sister. Was it Sam or my, no? Oh, my sister. Was it my sister Sam? Because that show. No. He was. Oh my God, he was on Not Quite Human, the TV oh. movie with um, with Alan Thick. <laughs> about the kid robot the one that wasn't yeah. the sitcom <laughs> yeah and wasn't daryl yeah um oh he was uh let's see god yeah i'm looking at his credits i'm trying to figure it out he was on torn between two lovers uh rags to riches that's the one rags to riches yeah. i remember that show oh my yes. god i forgot about that show until yeah. just this I, moment i liked that show a lot yeah. Yeah. I like Joe Baloney. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Joey Baloney's all right. LA Law. He was on LA Law for a while. Yeah. Um, the Blame Nanny. It on Rio. I def- he was in The Nanny. Um, he voiced Dan Turpin in Superman the Animated Series. You're welcome, Al. Um, and <laughs> um, his final. Thank, thank you. I, I was <laughs> waiting for a pause. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was also trying to remember who Dan Turpin was because um, he was in 12 episodes of wow. uh, the Superman animated series. Uh, also, the there was a uh, world's finest uh, team up Batman and Superman in the Timverse that he was also Dan Turpin. Our, uh, Joey Bologna's last credit is from 2021, four years after he died. But it's called Tango Shalom, which is an American dance comedy directed by Gabriel Bologna, who I would have to assume is related to Joey. He's he's just in the Bologna business. <laughs> but it's the it, Oscar it appears, Mayer fortune. It, he's it's, the heir it's, to the it's, Oscar it's Mayer. about a rabbi dancer. Tango <laughs> Shalom. They definitely wouldn't eat. That's the funny. normal story. Uh, I've heard that story before. Lots of rabbi story old as time. It's, it looks like it's about ballroom dancing. So it's a rabbi who does ballroom dancing. Um, what, what rabbi doesn't? Um, <laughs> not to stereotype every rabbi, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. I assume they're all fantastic dancers. <laughs> <laughs> if Yentl has taught me anything. Um, a, I, I love those. Go ahead, Al. Uh, a tango dancer and a rabbi develop a plan to enter a dance competition without sacrificing his orthodox beliefs. Oh, because it's on a Saturday night, probably. No. Uh, <laughs> um, Ed Begley Jr. as Gil. Ed Ed Begley Jr. Um, I, I feel like I didn't hear his name the whole movie. I just heard the sound of a flapping bag of bread. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Ed Begley Jr., um, the son of Ed Begley <laughs> Sr. No, okay. Mystery song. What a twist. <laughs> who, who was, I, I feel at this point is not as known as Ed Begley Jr., but was a much more, f- was very famous in his own right during the time. He was in 12 Angry Men, Naked City. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, it's like Robert Downey. His dad was a very notable director and, you know, Artur. Yeah. 
But his son has now eclipsed him in fame. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Ed Bakley Jr. was in Batman Forever. I forgot about that. Oh, was he Harvey? No, who was he? Uh, he was the the boss of uh, Riddler. Yeah, the, of Ed Enigma. Yes, that's uh, right. I completely the, forgot that we talked about him because Ed Bakley Jr. He got thrown out the window on a chair into a waterfall. Yeah. <laughs> um. He does. He does. You know, we we give him shit, but he does a lot of good work. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the guy, dude. I mean, he drove that that solar car. Yeah, that's. He does all of the mock- Christopher Guest mockumentaries. He was in yeah, Spinal Tap, probably, yeah. Mighty Wind, Best in Show. He's hilarious. I just love to make fun of him. He's always on uh, John Oliver. Yeah. Yeah. John Oliver always brings him on and cracks jokes at his expense. Um, and he's a good sport about it. But yeah. No, but you're right. If you asked a white crayon to color its version of a white guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, more recently, he was on Better Call Saul. Oh. oh, yeah. He's Hamlin's uh, boss. Uh, Clifford Maine. Yeah. That's right. He, and he plays the shit asshole, too. And there's not a lot for him to do. But when it comes, he is he does a great job. Um, Ed Begley Jr. He was Jr. funny in Pineapple Express. <laughs> yeah, he was. Um, he's, oh, I forgot he was in that. He, pro- he, he probably got... He was probably... He kind of... I mean, he was in a ton of stuff since he was a kid because his dad was in the industry. But um, he kind of became more well known uh, for Saint Elsewhere in the eighties. Yeah, that's uh, okay. That's where right. he dropped, kind yeah. of. Yeah. yeah, he's on The Simpsons so often. Yeah, he's clearly is. he's got so many connections with comedy writers and just a sense of humor about himself because he's always himself, mm-hmm. just for like two seconds. Yeah, he. Uh, he did a stint on Modern Family where he uh, played Shelley Long's <laughs> husband. Um, Are you making me appreciate Ed, Bag- Ed Bagley Jr.? Maybe a little. Oh, I always have. He's you just know, like one of those sort of ubiquitous, like he was always there. The after periphery. this, I'm going to butter a slice of bread and eat it in his honor. <laughs> it was Don't always there, it. like Queen Elizabeth II. <laughs> just as, just wider. <laughs> they're, they're both... Uh, Hemophilia. Yeah, she's like jewel encrusted bread. <laughs> He's just bread. Yeah. So oh. I saw. Oh, sorry. go ahead, Al. Go ahead. Oh, please. I, I saw a trivia bit that Jeff Goldblum recommended um, Ed Bagley Jr. for this role, who in turn recommended Michael Richards. Oh, wow. Tall guys got to stick together. Yeah. <laughs> They're all like, I don't want to have to look down <laughs> at all. Yeah. Apple boxes are easy to trip over from up here. Uh, Carol Kane start as Loopy, the the effervescent Carol Kane. Our younger our younger audience would probably know her best from uh, Kimmy Schmidt, but oh, she's yeah, yeah, Princess Bride, Princess Bride. Um, she is. I forgot how cute she was when she was so cute. Yeah, I mean this like in this. Um, she was in Carnal Knowledge. Um, which is a hell of a movie from the seventies. Um, yeah, she's in Annie Hall. Annie Hall, Dog Day Afternoon. Um, uh, when a um, when the a stranger Muppet calls. movie. She yes, was- myth. Frogs give you warts. That's a myth. What a myth. Yes. <laughs> 
uh, she um uh 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 jumping jack flash um which I so much I I oh those late eighties Whoopi Goldberg comedies um uh Ishtar Scrooged she was great in Scrooged yeah um, the Adams family oh that's right yep the Adams family grandma. Yeah, I I love Carol Kane. She's yeah, in this she had like a little Cindy Lauper thing going on. Yeah, she did like one glove and like oh, yeah, she was a dish. Yeah, she was. Um, hang on, it looks like she's set <laughs> to be in an episode of Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. Huh. Ooh, cool. In the upcoming season, that's, that's awesome. That's gonna be fun. Yeah, she steals the show in Kimmy Schmidt. I mean, yeah, Titus, she, but like on Kimmy <laughs> Schmidt, she's fantastic. Her and Titus so together good. is uh-huh. beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like that. Sulfur smells me. I'm just doing a hard boiled egg cleanse. <laughs> it's like, and a demon will appear from the fiery pits of hell to drag you down. She's smoking a giant cigar. She's like, "Hey, Titus, you want to go to Boston Market?" <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, Jeffrey Jones as the mayor. Uh, Jeffrey Jones. All right. Um, he, yeah. uh, child molester. Child molester, Jeffrey Jones. Yeah. Be- yep. Best known for Beetlejuice and Ferris Bueller's Day Off, probably. Um, Mom and Dad about- saved the world. Yes. Amadeus, he was in also. Hunt for Red October. Yeah. Um, we talked about him before with Howard the Duck. That's right. Oh, it's been a yeah, another actor who just was constantly around. Yeah. When we were younger. Um, John Binder. Oh, also very tall. Yes, also very tall. Yeah. Um, John Biner. Uh as what was his name? That's Radu. The guy I was of. Radu. 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 Um he got started making appearances on the Ed Sullivan show, doing yeah. impressions of John Wayne and Dean Martin. Um, he had a funny voice. Yeah, he did. Um, God, he was he worked a lot in a lot of sixties uh, comedies that no one would ever hear about. Oh, and he did a ton of voice work in sixties cartoons. No one remembers, specifically the Ant and the Aardvark. I remember that. that I was remember the Ant and the Aardvark. Yeah, that was a Pink Panther MGM. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just have cassettes of that. Um, uh, he did a voice in the Black Cauldron. Which oh I haven't seen God. forever. Yeah, forever. On Disney. John Hurt, right? Um, I saw that was the first time I went to a movie with a girl. It wasn't a date, but like it was the first time it was a girlfriend and myself and Black Culture. Yeah. Good times. Uh, he, he Great was, oldies. He was in Stroker Ace, <laughs> um, Wishmaster. Uh, he did a lot of TV over the years, tons and tons of TV. Um, he was, oh, that's right. He was in soap. Huh. He was the detective in soap. I for, Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, uh, there was a Bloom County. Maybe there was more than one, but I'm just seeing the one right now. Uh, there was a TV short, uh, Bloom County cartoon, uh, wish for wings that work, where yep, he was the was voice like of Bill the cat. <laughs> he played. Richard Nixon in a in the G. Gordon Liddy uh, TV film from 1982. 82? 82. We were ready to hear his story in 82. We should do that as a podcast. I yeah. We should do some Nixon properties. We should because there yeah there were a lot of made for TV people that played 
Nixon. Yeah. Well, and uh, there's been Not so a bad ma- idea. There's been so many Nixon movies. <laughs> yeah. We'll Frank, just limit Frank it to Frank one Gallo president. Played him on. Uh, <laughs> he also played Dracula. He played him on stage forever, and then it was in yeah. Cross Nixon, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, I forgot about that. I'm surprised I don't um, know John Biner from more things yeah. because he just seems so familiar oh. and good. So familiar. Um, and he did that squeaky like <laughs> voice. Yeah. He did it in this movie. He That he used to do a lot, I remember. He's it's like a little gremlin voice kind of. He's still alive. His last credit was in 2017 in an episode of Lore, which is a TV show based on a podcast. So... Hey, if the if the 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 people that bought lore listening, yes, we're, we're down. By the way, by nineteen ninety four. Yep. Yeah. Uh, um, Gina Davis as Odette. Um, Gina Davis. Uh, uh, her first movie was Tootsie. Wow. Yeah, that's oh. right. Also, yeah. also well known for Beetlejuice, of course. Uh, uh, League of Their Own, uh, Thelma and Louise. Um, oh my God, Cutthroat Island. I forgot that was, I forgot about Cutthroat Island. With her second husband. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Remy. Mm, Rennie Harlan. Rennie Harlan. Yeah, that movie was, mm, it was a movie. Um, I, she got, I think this, I think this was the first movie that I ever saw her in. Mm, probably. Um, and then, but then, like immediately after this, um, The Fly, Beetlejuice, Earth Girls Are Easy. Yeah. Yep. All of those were in. Oh, I probably saw her in Fletch also. She was in Fletch. Fletch and Tootsie, I would have seen her in both of those, but probably not before Transylvania 65,000. Did you know there's a new Fletch movie? Yeah, right starring now? John Hamm Ow. as Fletch. Yeah, I've read that it's not bad. Yeah, he he helped finance it because they were going to cancel it. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Um, our younger audience would probably know her. Gina Davis best from Stuart Little, our <laughs> Gen Z audience. Maybe some of our Aww, younger millennial listeners. Sweet. Yeah. Um, Michael Richard <laughs> as Faos. Uh, uh, it's Kramer. I mean, that's he's, it's Kramer, guys. Yeah. Um, with an accent. Yes, with an accent. Yeah. Uh, Donald Gibb as Larry the Wolfman. Um, Donald Gibb, uh, he was in, oh, he was in Any Which Way You Can, <laughs> the sequel <laughs> to Every Which Way But Loose. He was in Stripes, Conan the Barbarian, Revenge of the Nerds, Meatballs Part 2. Oh, my God. Um, I would have believed it if if you'd said that that character was totally ADR, but he was very funny. The few bits that the Wolfman had. He was one of the funnier characters. I love that. Like, going into town. He was a. He, uh, come over to the cage. He was in Hancock. Really? Yeah. That was his last <laughs> film appearance. He was in Hancock. Was he like a goon or something? He was a convict. So, uh, yeah. Um, Norman Fell is Mac Turner. Oh, my God. Sorry, sorry. Uh, this guy, what was his name again? Donald Gibb. The first picture that comes up is from Night Court, and I so remember this guy. Okay, I got to see, because I've been Night Courting it so hard. Uh, IMDB. It's his, like, profile pic is him with Christine, the lawyer. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, that guy. Oh, my gosh. I Never would have recognized him underneath all that hair. Oh, fuck. Or anybody. 
Oh, he was that ogre. Guy. He's ogre from Revenge of the Nerds. Yes. Ogre. Nerd. Oh my god. Ogre. So he's been to Tucson to work. Huh. Nerds. <laughs> Nerds. Uh, I'm I'm glad I looked it up. Yeah. Me too. Okay, yeah. Well, All right. He, he was funny. The Wolfman was fucking funny. Yeah. All right. I had no idea. Okay, Ogre. Um Norman <laughs> Norman Fell played Mac. He's best known as Mr. Roper from uh Three's Company. Uh, um, so he was in Ocean's Eleven, The Graduate, Bullet. Um, uh, he was actually, he, you know, he was actually a fairly well-known actor, uh, character actor prior to Three's Company. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. Um, let's see, uh, Teresa Gansel as Elizabeth. She's another I one saw of those. Her a lot. Yeah, she's another one that I saw a lot as a kid. Um, she was. Let's see. She she did some Three's Company work. She was in uh, the Toy. Um, oh yes, she was. Yeah. That uh, movie. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, she was in a sitcom called The Duck Factory, starring with Jim Carrey in 1984. Yeah. I'd never seen it, but I know that about Carrie's bio. She does a lo- she does a lot of voice acting work. She was in The Emperor's New School, Cow and Chicken, Monsters Inc., um, Goof Troop. So a lot of a uh, lot of uh, television animation work. Rudy DeLuca himself played Lawrence Malbit. That's the guy that they thought was a werewolf, but was just uh, cheating on his wife in the bushes. <laughs> uh. Yeah, uh, and uh, let's see. Oh, uh, playing the police of chief was Inga Appelt. The police of chief? The chief of police? Did I say the police of chief? Um, You did. It sounded intentional. Yeah. Yeah, no, the Uh, chief of police. uh, Inspector, what's his name? Inspector. Persec. Persec, yeah. As uh, Inga Appelt, who is... Uh, in almost nothing, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> mostly, let's see. Uh, he was in some Croatian movies, then something called Don't Lean Out the Window, then Transylvania 6 5000, and then in 2002, he was in Fine Dead Girls, which is also a Croatian movie. <laughs> he was, he's, he's an act, they actually hired him as a Croatian. Oh, you're, you're talking about uh, Bozidar Smiljanic, not Inga Appelt. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Bozidar Smiljic. Inga Appel was the Madame Morovia. That was, I'm sorry. That was Madame Morovia. Boldivar, I had both tabs open. Yeah. Boldivar ah. Smitjevic was, uh, the, was, uh, the, the inspector. He was in also a bunch of Croatian stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that, that's really it. That covers our, our production. Um, Guys, ready to jump into the movie? Uh, I, I, the lightning isn't ready. <laughs> Let's do it anyway. <laughs> Let's do it anyway. All right, here we go, guys. This is Transylvania. Oh, wait, wait. Reviews. I'm sorry. Reviews. Gotta do them. So this has 18% on Rotten Tomatoes. I I got two letterboxed. <laughs> 
reviews. Um, okay. One says, is good, is funny, is not. <laughs> one star. And the other simply says, gay, five stars. Which that's I'm going to start just we get that as a review. I'm going to start including that every week. Five star letterbox reviews that just say gay. (laughs) But then give it five stars. Yes. Yeah. What movie was that? That that was New Mutants. That was the New Mutants. New Mutants. That's right. Um, But Leonard Malton released. Oh, please tell me he called it gay and gave it five stars. (laughs) Leonard Malton. Leonard Malton. On Entertainment Tonight, simply played Pennsylvania Six Five Thousand. Then, when the um w- with the phone, you know, the phone ring, he picks it up and just yeah. said, "Transylvania Six Five Thousand stinks." End of review. <laughs> one, a one that's word pretty review. funny though. He thought I mean, he was clever. No. That, I I think that's that's a clever thing to do if you hate something this bad. It's. Yeah, his opinion is wrong, but uh, this movie's not good, but it's not that bad. Yeah, it's not. The but he's work. using his medium, you he, know. He is. Yeah. He, he gets paid to have opinions, so, you know. Well, certainly. Uh, has anybody seen the Transylvania 65000 Bugs Bunny cartoon? Oh, yeah. When I was a I rem- I vaguely remember that it's when I was about, a kid. It's about eight minutes long. It's a short one. It's part of three. I watched it last night at like 3 a.m. I was like, I fell asleep during this movie. I'll watch the Bugs Bunny version. It was made around that time? or it's uh, No, it was probably the 50s. Wasn't it? Was it that late? Wow. It was like very, very, very late. It's hmm. one of the last uh, cartoons to have somebody, uh, I forget who it was, voicing. Mel Blanc? No, it's after Mel. No, Blank uh, voiced until the 80s. Okay. Yeah, he, he was there a while. Maybe it was somebody. Maybe it's and something else. Son. Maybe it's an animator in particular mm, that I'm thinking Michael of. Asks. I was Chuck it, Jones or something. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it may have been Fritz Freeling, something like that. Middle yeah. of the night. I'm not super uh, resourceful as far as these things go, but it was really funny. And it's just bugs arriving at a Transylvania castle, uh-huh. um, full of. Uh, or sure no, not I've even full. Of, there's there's one Dracula and a double headed bird, and he realizes oh, yes, right. The, the, it's the secret word one, Abra and Cadabra, and every yeah. time he yeah, changes yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the vampire. So much funnier than this movie. I think that was Chuck Jones. <laughs> yeah. For, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's a really funny uh, little bit. All right, here we go, guys. We're getting into it. This is Transylvania six five thousand. We open on a pair of hikers in Transylvania. They're filming each other with one of them newfangled uh, video cameras. They get attacked by a monster. Then we see it's on TV being watched in a newsroom. I feel like this was inspiration for the Blair Witch Project. (laughs) It certainly was. I feel like it's exactly like a TikTok video or something. You know what I mean? Like that's exactly how it would look now, too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Complete with the monster holding the door while the guy. <laughs> yes. And then referring to it just as Frankenstein's Pure, which we'll get to that. Yeah. Frankenstein. All right. Um, so ed- the editor of the paper, Mac, wants his two reporters to go to Transylvania to investigate Frankenstein. Jack does not want to go. Gil, who's Mac's son, is on board with investigating Frankenstein. So. This is the point where we may say, of course, that it wasn't Frankenstein. It was Frankenstein's monster in the book. Frankenstein was the doctor. He was just a normal doctor. 
just a small family practice. Yes. Yeah. Was he a doctor, really? <laughs> he was more of a. Well, not a. Not a scientist. He was necessarily. Yeah. Well, yeah. Biology. I guess he might have had a degree, I suppose. Um, <laughs> Frankenstein. Oh, he probably had several. He probably did. <laughs> yeah. It was the 1800s. If you were a He's white. He's a mad genius. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, genius. Uh, so then we get a credit sequence <laughs> with the theme song, our explainer song, as they travel to Transylvania. So they arrive in by bus to a village in Transylvania. Transylvania is cute. It's cute. Yeah. <laughs> that experience it's is so sunnier ridiculous. than I expected. For Alalash. Oh, it's perfect cute. weather. Yeah. And he's the mayor of what? Transylvania? Of that village in Transylvania, we know, okay. which we never find out the name of, I don't think. No, it's just referred to as Transylvania. Yeah. The mayor of Transylvania. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Jack. <laughs> I say abortion. <laughs> Jack spots a pretty lady named Elizabeth who has Sorry, a daughter. Milf. Milf? Yes. Oh, Come on, let's use the technical term. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong about she, it. She had a kid. Yeah, she uh, yeah, she did. A mother can be but any age. It's Jack Im- immediately hones in Almost. on her. So it's it's like I don't know, sex first, journalism second. Yeah. Well, he doesn't even really consider what they're doing journalism. Um <laughs> if we're going to oh, get into a, the psyche of Jack the character. <laughs> I was going to say actually this was a Fletch movie if you think about it. Yeah. Sorry, lady chasing. Uh so- <laughs> For the woke police. Yeah. They, <laughs> Lady Jason. <laughs> they meet the mayor. Jack uh, hits on Elizabeth for a bit. They follow into her hotel. In the hotel, everyone laughs at Gil for asking about Frankenstein. Um, <laughs> they roast so, him ferociously. So they, they really, really let a bit sit in the moment. They really let the bits play out. <laughs> Okay, so you know what was I thought the joke was going to go? The old man thinks he's asking for you know a, a lady of the night, some companionships or, or whatever, right. and then he's finally like, "Oh, Frankenstein!" Like, "Oh, I get it," and he calls the the maid, and I thought she was just going to be a big burly Frankenstein type. Like he he finally landed on like, "Oh, that's your thing, you're kinky." Like, "Oh, Frankenstein!" Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I just said that yeah. this giant unibrow woman. I thought they were. I thought they were going to have like a guy named Frank. <laughs> like, like, okay, yeah, that that would have been one. But yeah, either way, yeah. Um. So then after was this was a lot of the dialogue in this movie improvised, or was that just me? It seemed like a lot of this was just go yeah, out there. Certain and... people's Michael Richards seemed like he was improvising the entire. Yeah, yeah he did. The Carol Kane's too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The. The scene which we haven't gotten to yet uh, with Carol Kane, uh, sorry, Radu and Loopy, um, they were basically given the direction, cut fruit and serve. Mm. And, that whole, and that whole scene happened. This movie seems like it happened. It, it feels happened like an break, improv scene. Like a breakneck pace with a lot of improvising. With a lot of improvising, breakneck pace, but they really really just let the scenes go on and on. Like he didn't well, cut I mean, any less of the improv. I mean, less cin- down. cinematic time and more filming schedule time. Oh. Like they were like, 
go to the next thing. We're moving to the, the next scene show. in the kitchen looks like an improv scene. It oh, yeah. Somebody who's does. done a lot of improv. Like, it does. And but they're not- playing it very safe. They're both sort of tamped down. Neither one's getting crazy. She's kind of repeating them. Yeah. They're handing each other dishes back and forth. Yeah. It's and, not a great improvised scene, but yeah, it's definitely an improv scene. Yeah. And it this movie would have benefited from a lot of editing. Yeah. Like not just necessarily cutting things out, yeah. but even just cutting shot to shot instead of just it played out like a, a play. Like he'd 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 frame the shot and then they'd do the scene and then it went to the next scene. Um it really could have used some pacing, uh some editing for pacing. Yeah. Yeah. He tried to set up uh, tableaus that didn't quite pay off. Nothing looks good in this movie. Yeah. And and, and the jokes just, they walk up to the line. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like somebody who wanted to do, who was inspired by Mel Brooks, but didn't quite have the oof that Mel Brooks has for crossing the line. Right. Well, and like, you know, they wanted to keep it PG. It's a PG comedy. And sure. so there's sure. a certain certain place they couldn't go to, I suppose. But it's... But I mean, even, even with Radu, it's just sort of a tamped down... Because Marty Feldman, the hump joke, you know, that's yeah. not inappropriate. That's not racy. That's Mel Brooks. And this dude was just a little under that amount of wackiness everything well, felt under there's a real butler yeah yeah well and yeah. yeah he wasn't quite wacky enough plus like it took me a while to realize they were supposed to be hunchbacks because they didn't have hunchbacks they were just bent over they were just yeah. bent over yeah um, low life yeah so uh yeah they go to the castle the door's answered by Phaos, who michael richards <laughs> this weird does, puppet he does a bit with a puppet <laughs> Which, which we don't good. see again. No, I was very but again good. improvised. It goes on just a little too long. All of the it, improv it gets, bits. It gets into cringe territory, which improv does constantly. Yeah. But, like instead of cutting it off, he well, even brings the doll back once he opens the door. Like, huh, huh, huh. it's funny, right? Right. Remember? And shoves funny? you underneath its robe. Yeah, yeah, it's little panties. Those were improvised jokes. But like a modern improvised movie, like Apatow's movies and stuff, they're they're shooting the same dialogue over and 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 over. Not the same things. They're just they're just like try it again, try it again, right, right. And they cut they cut between the best bits. They cut around the bits to make it fit. Not to, uh, I'll keep it so brief, I won't get into it, but there's two forms. There's long form and short form. So short form improv is whose line is it anyways. That's what's happening in these scenes. Short form, funny people who are used to improvising, throwing out jokes, but not to an audience, to Jeff Goldblum, people who are told not to laugh. Mm -hmm. So imagine watching an improv scene with a bunch of people told not to laugh. That's fucking cringe territory. Like, ooh. And then there's long form, which is what you're talking about, the Apatow movies, where like it's not about your jokes or gags. It's not even necessarily about a scene. It's where does the dialogue bring you kind of thing. So two forms. That's why these scenes are cringy. Yeah. If, it, who's, yeah. It's like watching Wayne Brady and Ryan Stiles and Colin Mockery and nobody's allowed to laugh at them. Well, and and so I don't know how long to go on for. My big takeaway was just that there's only one take, it seems of those scenes like they're not like oh let's try it again go back to. At, i wouldn't be surprised to learn there were several but all improvised yeah at the same time uh i think the whole point of Phaos was that he is cringeworthy 
Yeah, absolutely. Yes, he's trying to be funny. Yeah. He isn't. I I just a That's lot of it. I mean, the failed Mel Brooks. Yeah, a, a lot of it. A lot of it. It just went on too long, or it didn't land quite right. Like it was just very cringy. <laughs> like I think it, Michael Richards sort of makes a joke of that as his character because at one point he just answers the phone. And he's like Transylvania six five oh oh oh. Like he's not even doing the. Yeah. <laughs> he's over it. Um, so, all right, uh, let's, we meet, we get all these scenes with Radu and Loopy, they were serving the tea. Um, I mean, they literally just stopped the movie <laughs> to have them do bits in the kitchen and then went back to right. the movie. And then what they serve are three halved grapefruits, you know, from the citrus capital of Europe. <laughs> and that's their lunch. And it's not like an aperitif or any kind of, it's not a palate cleanser. That's what they got. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, improvising. So, what was up with the colander gag? Yeah, the hand- sieve, the sieve funnel. Either. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, that's right. She just hands it to improv. Him. Yeah, and he's she, like, yeah. she hands him this thing. He's like, "What's it? What's this for? It's for you. You're such a low life." It's like what? Yeah, that's an I, improv where like yeah. she handed him something and he did the shitty thing of what is this? You don't he didn't do that. run with the prompt. Yeah, he didn't. <laughs> no, do like, oh yes, my hat. Like I told you, we don't need this for the grapefruits. He, he, you know anything? But he, he's like, what he, is that? He did not. Yes, and no, I know. It's like Jenna and Liz on Thirty Rock. And the suggestion is Sling Blade and Oprah. I love these French fried potatoes. No, you don't, Oprah. <laughs> but he carried it through uh, with. With a joke that made no sense, just that no you're sense. such a low life. I it's thought, just, you know, I thought it was like a sexual thing or something. I don't know. I don't, I don't get know. it. Oh, I yeah. think she she picked up something wacky in the kitchen to hand it to him, and he stopped the scene. Yeah, with and incredulity. It, when she handed it to him, it made me laugh out loud. That was one of the few moments in this movie where I was like, "Ha! Ah, what the hell is going on?" Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. He didn't. He didn't break the scene. It's just. Oh. It's just a, still a mystery. Yeah, it didn't go oh. anywhere. That bit. Yeah, it just yeah. wasn't. He was supposed to tell us what it's for. Yeah. Um. So our, she handed it to him. Yeah. So Gil heads back into town. He does some digging in some old newspapers. <laughs> he treated it like a pipe. I don't know. Just yeah. watch Jonathan Winters. <laughs> <laughs> He'll show you how to use an object. Uh. Yeah. Gil digs into some old newspapers. Finds out the location where the hikers were attacked. He goes to investigate. There, a chandelier almost falls on him, and he meets the inspector. Uh, we also discover the mayor had been following him. <laughs> the mayor of Transylvania. Uh, back at the castle, <laughs> Gil tells Jack about the doctor he found out about at the newspapers. He lost his license and is now running a sanitarium. Gil wants. And let's remember that this opus was filmed at a castle that was built in the 1400s. <laughs> Oh, the history it's seen all the way up through Goldblum and Bagley. <laughs> Goldblum and Bagley. <laughs> the, the wars. Yeah. The, the uh, Dr. Malavakwa. Malavakwa, yes. <laughs> Malavakwa. Get the names in this. The names in this. Oh, my God. Is that, very uh, Eastern European. Is that Transylvanian for bad water? <laughs> I've, I feel, <laughs> I feel they feel like jokes like um, that 
the the names yeah. feel like joke names that like <laughs> yeah, but that that like uh, borscht belt comedians in the fifties would be like just like slinging at each other like Malavakwa. Yeah, Rabbi Malavakwa walks into a yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, Jack's not interested in investigating. They get a telegram from somebody telling them <laughs> to visit a fortune teller named Madame Morovia. Uh, uh, Jack accuses Gil of making up sensational stories. Yes. Which he's done in the past. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, what was the thing he got? Is he had an assignment to find, uh, people who look like their pets. Yeah. And, and he, and he like gave a bunch of people pets that looked like, no, like them. You, you found people who looked like animals and you made them pets. Yeah. The, the one, one joke that I did actually laugh at was like, uh, was, um, what, what about when you sent me to the rope fa- or the rape factory? And it was actually a rope factory. <laughs> <laughs> that was a typo. <laughs> I know that's not funny. <laughs> It's not. It's not. Uh, yeah. The, the, the uh, hemp. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. The yeah. Someone sends them a telegram. They visit Madame Morovia. She tells them her son is cursed to be a werewolf. She asks them to find him. She wants his curse to be lifted. They go to her son's house. They follow a man they see out into the night. He makes animal noises in the bushes. Turns out he's only having an affair with a woman. They go... So- so that was uh, the gypsy's husband? It would appear so, yes. That's okay. what they say at the end. Right, right. Um, yeah. Uh, Stooping out. Yeah. Uh, they go back to the castle. Jack leaves Gil there. He goes for, on a date with Elizabeth. Later on, Gil's trying to sleep. He gets woken up by a Lady Dracula. Um, we turn. It turns out it's morning already. After they open the window, that that felt really improvised because I don't think yeah. they expected to open the window and it to be. Li- I think they forgot it was going to be light when they pulled the shades. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because they were talking about her being a vampire and in the yeah. room. It's morning already. And then he goes back to bed, and yeah. Um, then uh, Gil gets dressed, heads to town. The mayor goes through his stuff, finding the Frankenstein video that they brought with them. Uh, the guillotine eggs. Yeah, there's the guillotine egg thing, which I don't know why you'd want to eat a hard-boiled egg out of the shell like it's soft-boiled. Maybe it was soft-boiled. <laughs> it did, well, it would have spilled everywhere if it was soft-boiled. Well, no, not if you if you cut off the 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 cap and don't break the yolk. Okay, I mean, sure. I guess. I don't know how. <laughs> with your eggs, Yeah, can you do that with a guillotine though? Yeah. I wouldn't uh, I will I make I will make an egg guillotine and prove it's possible. Okay. You just said that on there. You, are, you are a man of science, Al. Um, oh, yes. we'll, we'll get you the lightning you need. <laughs> I work with this shit. Um, I have I have small children to help me. <laughs> Um, so yeah, he goes to town, uh, and, uh, where was it? Okay. Yeah. They go to town. He tries to get into the sanitarium where, uh, the Dr. Mala, Malavokia, Malavakwa, 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 
works, but he can't get in. The mayor shows the inspector the video from Gil's room. They decide the tape must be destroyed. Gil and Jack head to the inspector's office to ask about Frankenstein. They're assured that it's ancient history. It seems in this universe Frankenstein actually happened? Is that because they're talking about it like it's an historical event, not like it's fictional? Um, but they're assured it's ancient history, does not exist any longer. When they ask about Dr. Malavakwa, the chief and mayor warn them not to bother him. Because he's a busy man. Yes. Gillen, oh, is that why his license was revoked? Yeah. Gill and Jack head to the sanitarium. Gill sneaks in. The chief and mayor arrive. They talk to No, them. no. This this was hilarious. Like, Jack gives him... he. There's a robe hanging on a hook on the inside of the gate. And he gives it to Gil. He's like, here, yeah, climb over. He's like, man, man, trying to be patient, trying to get out, patient, trying to get out. Right. Yeah. And the yeah. nun <laughs> comes over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so uh, drags him in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he overhears them talking about the doctor's experiments including one involving a patient called Hunyadi, who Malavakwa said had died. He assures them both that Hunyadi is actually dead. The chief and mayor leave. The doctor calls the castle and tells Radu to go to the lab to make sure Hunyadi is still there. Uh, Gil spies all of this through the window. He leaves the sanitarium. Man trying to get out. They do the bit again, trying to get out. I'm sorry, man trying to get in. Yeah, that's right, so that the guard will kick him out. Um, Gil heads to the castle while Jack goes on a picnic with Elizabeth. Meanwhile, the mayor and the inspector exhume the grave of Hanyadi, only to find there's a mannequin in the coffin. A lady doll. A lady, <laughs> a lady doll. doll. Put this in my car. Um, yeah. Uh, then... Evidence. At the castle, he finds the Lady Dracula named Odette. She's taken with Gil. He's resistant to her her advances as she's a vampire. They're interrupted by Phaos, and she disappears. Uh, the doctor arrives at the castle, and he, Radu, and Lupi head into the basement laboratory. <laughs> as, soon, <laughs> as soon as he enters the lab, his demeanor changes completely. He becomes a mad scientist. Uh... No, he, oh, God damn it. Like it. He becomes Gene Wilder. This worked yes. for me. I thought this was funny. Um, I like all the Joe Bologna stuff. Yeah, the yeah. doctor was funny. He was funny. They, the, the, bit, the bit went on and on and on. Yeah, it did. It, it worked as a bit, but that was just my thought. Like, oh, he becomes Gene Wilder when he walks into this room. Yeah. Yep. If you're going to emulate anybody in a yeah. mad scientist role. Yeah. The king. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, let's see. It turns out his dad was also a mad scientist. He's now known for the, he brought herpes to Italy or Sicily. That made me laugh out loud when they yeah. said it. It made me laugh out loud when you said it this time. It's still so That funny. was a very Mel Brooksy kind of joke. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, he's also apparently angry that they're turning his family castle into a hotel. He discovers Odette has escaped. He keeps her chained up there. 
Um, and we discover that he's got what looks like a mummy in a coffin. Meanwhile, Jack and Elizabeth are having a picnic. He's unsuccessfully trying to bust a move on her. Uh, <laughs> Gil arrives, tells Jack about Odette. Jack doesn't believe him. He gets angry about interrupting the picnic. Elizabeth goes off looking for her daughter, discovers she's wandered away into the woods and is lost. We see that she was captured by the Frankenstein. Uh, Elizabeth gets Jack and Gil to help look for her. Uh, she goes to town to tell the police about it while Jack and Gil continue to look for the daughter. Gil runs into Frankenstein and what appears to be a swamp monster while Jack climbing and- down the tree. Yes. Climbs the tree to look around and climbs down on top of <laughs> the swamp monster. The, 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 Her, Frankenstein the Frankenstein monster. And then walks into the lake and a hand comes up to grab him. Just the sobbing. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, if I climbed down a tree onto a person of any sort, I might sob like that. Yeah, Fair enough. sure. I don't know. The ball grab. And, and then then the ball grab. Yeah, the ball yeah. grab of the hand coming out of the water. Which I have so many questions about the contortionist. Um, Pretzel boy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Where does he come into this? He wasn't a patient. Yeah. He was just hanging out. What universal monster is? Because I understand like a creature from the Black Lagoon in the water, but that's not what. That's not what this is. That is not what this is. Why was he taking a nap in the pond? Yes. Can he breathe underwater? Because he was under there for a while. He's just a contortionist. Like more questions than answers. Um. So, uh, yeah. And then Jack Gill arrives, saves Jack from a werewolf attack, but then he grabs onto the monster and or the werewolf, and the werewolf runs away. The police arrive. They arrest Jack for interfering in police affairs while they head back to the village wine festival. Um, Priorities. Back at the castle, the werewolf arrives with Gil, who's unconscious. He says Gil just didn't let go. Um, I guess he fell asleep back there. I don't know. This is all very confusing. Yeah. He's put into a cage by the doctor. The werewolf is. Uh, the swamp monster arrives. It's just it's just a dude in a leotard. Um, the doctor tries to figure out what to do with Gil. Odette tells him she's in love with Gil. Back in town, Jack's in jail. Elizabeth arrives, frees him from his cell. Jack tells her about the wine festival. We get a solid three minutes of Yugoslav dancing to Pennsylvania 65,000. <laughs> three solid minutes of dancing just in the middle of the movie it had to be done uh um so uh she heads to the wine festival while jack goes to the fortune teller who tells him to go to the basement of the castle to find out what's going on um meanwhile frankenstein plays cards with the little girl in a barn Radu and Lupi arrive and capture him, taking him and the little girl back to the castle. There, when, when she gets a full house, <laughs> he's like, Argh. and I mean, she just shrugs at him 
that is one of the best acted moments in this entire movie. It that is. kid's little little shrug and just look at the camera. Perfect. So uh that little girl. Um <laughs> the was, little uh, girl that nobody liked. <laughs> that grew up to be. Sorry, go ahead. Um uh she was uh, a Croat um who knew no English and they had to teach her her lines phonetically. That's wow. incredible. That's awesome. You had lines? Full house. She said full house. <laughs> I'm sure she had more, but. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so. Uh, let's see. Uh, they, Radu and Lupi take him back to the castle. There the doctor imprisons him. Jack arrives, finds his way to the lab. Gil's unconscious on a table. There's a series of madcap antics, which, like, again, I could see how they were trying to be like a madcap crazy chase, but, like, it was full shots of people just running back and forth across frames slowly. Like, this movie needed to be edited. Yeah, I I didn't even have any, like, real description for the scene except for madcap ensues. But it, but it was like the slowest madcap across the screen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the... Uh, uh, Odette tells Jack uh, to get the doctor out of the room. Yeah. And the, the walking back and forth and the changing. Yeah, in and out of the room, back and forth, back and forth. Like, yeah. Um. Maybe 10 seconds too long. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so then Frankenstein breaks out of his cell. He takes the little girl and runs off. The doctor tells Jack that the monster is heading to town. They have to follow, promising to explain everything to the reporters on the way. They chase the monsters into town. Uh, Elizabeth confronts the inspector and the mayor about not looking for her daughter. The monster arrives and terrifies the townspeople. They think the girl is dead. Elizabeth and the police attack him, but just as the mob lights torches to burn him alive, the doctor, monsters, and reporters arrive and explain to the crowd that Hanyadi was injured in an accident and the doctor was just trying to help him with reconstructive surgery. <laughs> yeah, all the explanations. Yes. I love the werewolves the best. Yeah, the werewolf was the the cherry on top. All of these made no sense. Now I can go to the beach. <laughs> he has that one patch. <laughs> um, explaining, yeah, the police and the mayor were embezzling medical funds that were supposed to help him. Um, yeah. Then they explained the werewolf was really Larry Malbit suffering from Junior. Larry Malbit Junior. Yes. Larry Malbit Senior was the one that's cheating on his Romani wife, his fortune telling wife. Um, Junior has a hair growing condition. Hypertrichosis. Yes. Hypertrichosis. Um, which is a real thing. It exists. It, it's a real condition. <laughs> he plucked yeah, that he, from the encyclopedia. That's even how Jojo the dog face boy looked. Yeah. That same sort of hair growth. Yeah, pattern. that's what the universal yeah. werewolf was modeled off after was that look. Yeah. yeah. The uh, P.T. Barnum. Yeah. Um, so uh, 
Yeah. So uh, the mummies, just a girl who was named Ugly Hattie. <laughs> and uh, plastic surgery made her beautiful. She was not expecting bazonkers. <laughs> yeah. Bazonkers. <laughs> Pretty tame in the bazonkers. Yeah. Yeah. The bazonkers were fine, but they weren't like. I, <laughs> well, that was a pair you could do something with. But still, just, uh, it's bazonkers a term that was used in the movie or because that's new to me. That's the that's term. All the movie. I've never. That's what they said in the movies. They said bazonkers in the movie. I missed it that. Yeah. I swear I've heard that somewhere else. I mean, if you say the word bazonkers, you can only be referring to one thing. <laughs> I, I know what, what that meant. is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, ugly Hattie is pretty now, um, after the plastic surgery, uh, the inspector's kind of a dick about Loopy and Radu. Apparently he's prejudiced against hunchbacks. And he calls out their child for also being like, you made another hunchback child. Like again, they didn't have hunchbacks. They were just bent over. They didn't have humps. It's true. Um, and Radu stands up for himself and his wife and his child. And Loopy tells the child to stand up straight. And they all stand up straight and proud. Yes, they do. Then the townspeople are all on the ex, what we thought were monsters' sides. Elizabeth and Jack kiss. Uh, it turns out Odette was just pretending to be a vampire to get attention. Why was she chained up in the lab? If she's just a lady pretending to be a vampire. Yeah. I, weird. I oh. love that she had fake teeth. Take those teeth. You're not um, she was chained up because uh, what did... Uh, he gave her a nose job. The well, doctor gave her a nose job. Gave her a nose job, but doctor called her uh, nymphanies? Oh, so he chained her up because she's oh. a nymphomaniac? Yeah. Uh, she's she, a vampire. He said something like, if... If I didn't chain you up, all none of the towns, none of the men of the town would be safe. So he chained her up because she has a sexual addiction. Yes. <laughs> oh God. All right. So um, Odette, um, her her nose is perfect, by the way. Oh yeah, Gina Davis. Gina Davis. Gina is, Davis nice is just nose. perfect. Yeah. 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 Her lips and nose are yeah. She's an extremely attractive lady. Yes. <laughs> She and Gil kiss. Everyone celebrates. Then we get a series of papers of, with stories about this spinning towards camera. And credits roll. Um, Frankenstein lives, reveals enormous bolt. <laughs> Transylvestite exposed. Mummy, really a daddy. Transylvestite. Wait, Ugly Hattie was a man. Ugly Hattie was trans? <laughs> was he, was he, was Wait. a woman? Oh my I, God. I, I feel like that was a made together. up story, but. Yeah. But uh, that's the implication of the whole. Right. Ugly I, Hattie wasn't thing. Ex- I wasn't expecting Basankers. Huh. Uh, Wolfman cured wins surfing contest. <laughs> I can go to the beach. Killer bees found in Gypsy's wrinkles. Yeah, that Butler, one's far-fetched. Butler Comic plays Royal Rock Concert, barfs on Prince. <laughs> Throws around the N-word liberally. Yeah. Doctor per- performs vasectomy on himself. Oh, if only. Responsible. 
Um, Vampire sucks just... town dry. Oh, oh, oh! Double now that arm. I know she was a now that I know she was a nymphomaniac, that I get the joke. Ah, uh, Jesus. Okay. Servant and wife confess we never had a real hump. No, they didn't. They no, weren't hunchbacked. It was all for that joke at the end. Uh, so that was that was the movie. Um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't it's, have any unanswered questions. It's one of the campiest things we've ever done. Ow, sure. so campy. Um, yeah. Um, like I said, uh, HBO played it constantly when I was younger. Um, so I just saw it so much. And then rewatching it, there were a couple little lines. There was some Carol Kane line. There were, there were. I remember repeating. Yeah. I I remember. I go to sleep now, and putting your head down on the table. (laughs) I remember doing that as a little kid. Yeah. Yeah. There, yeah, there were bits. There were funny lines. There were funny bits, and I definitely liked it when I was eight, nine years old. Whenever (laughs) when it came out. Right. Same. Because it's not scary at all. No, not even close. Even though it is like dark, you know, it looks like it could be. It's it's like a Scooby Doo episode. It's like that. Yeah, exactly. Scary. The yeah, the Universal Monsters. Yeah, ropes. I, I hope you're not disappointed with my my Spooktober oh, choice. No, not at all. No, this is awesome. I this feel great. not I, that it would matter. But no, I I, I think it's funny that this and Ghost Story were both movies that we remembered fondly from childhood that didn't age as well as we were hoping. That's they the would. best way to yeah you know. Yeah. We have so much access to media now that I forget about those experiential moments of watching it. You know what I mean? Like, I can go through three or four <laughs> movies in a day, but it's crazy. We go back and we look, and it's just like, yeah, I I went to the. Th- I was looking forward to that. I went yeah. to the theater. It's, I, it's I chose this it video. It's crazy yeah, exactly. that ghost story I watched many multiple times as a child. That's not a movie a kid should. Not because yeah. it's like too scary, but just because there's nothing in there that's aimed at a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the appeal? The flying dick. Yeah. Um. But like Transylvania six five thousand, at least it makes sense a kid would watch it. Yeah. And it was just titillating enough, you know. It didn't have any of that like. 80s. Gina Davis. Oof. Yeah. That, yeah, just her that outfit, costume was ca- that cost. Genia Davis's costume was hanging on for dear life. Yeah, <laughs> that thing is more tape than fabric. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Just titillating enough for a ten or eleven year old to be like, "This movie's great." Yeah, <laughs> this is awakening something in me. <laughs> the jokes are moi. Yeah, no, absolutely. Do, no, do not regret watching it and talking about it. Um, so yeah, that's any well, final let's rank it. Yeah, it's the best movie, second movie. It's yeah, the- it's it's the second best young Frankenstein we've done so far. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best movie starring Ed Bakley Jr. and Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> we've seen so far. I don't, I don't know how I'm gonna like follow up with my theme next year i guess we'll we'll find out because oh there are so many al don't worry yeah yeah there are uh but the theme of what horror uh, comedy la- last year i uh nominated uh 
Young Frankenstein and yeah. then Transylvania 6 There's 5000. There's so oh, many gotcha. horror comedies. That's so really funny, yeah. funny that you say that, Al, because I chose Alien and this year I chose Event Horizon. Two sci-fi. Oh, wow. I can't remember. <laughs> Damn it. What did I choose last year? I cannot remember for the life of I me. can't remember what I chose last year. Dream Warriors. I chose Dream Warriors. That's right. <laughs> uh, and Josh chose Monkey Shines. Monkey shines. Monkey shines. So, yeah, wait, last year and this year, I chose movies about people having scary dreams. Wow. I've got legs. And uh, Josh, I yours, know was, how to use. yours was about a guy who can't walk, right? Both both times. <laughs> yeah. I, I argue the movie's about the monkey. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. I agree with that, actually. That's a good point. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so, I feel for the dude in the chair. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, speaking of which, next week we will be doing Event Horizon, which, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, me too. Yeah, same. That's uh, going to hell. Mr. Sam Neal is going to be giving it to us. Sam and, Sam and Larry <laughs> coming, coming hard. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So so far, that's two of the Jurassic Park trio. One of us had chosen a Laura Dern movie. Oh, yeah. Bloom, Neil. Yeah. Huh. Um, so, all right. That is going to be next week on Haunted Phosphorescence. Until then, this has been your host, Rose Smiley. Uh, and alien creatures are using my body for sex while I sleep. Either that or I have a lot to explain to my wife. <laughs> I'm Josh Cece, and I was dead for a week, and I liked it. I'm Brian Lesh, and I sleep now. I got into a rhythm, so I got down. I'm Eller Weber. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.